You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Grimmix has ordered the reclamation of the Northern Lands. As a cartographer in her service, you are set to map out this territory, claiming it for the Kingdom of Nalos, but you are not alone in the wilderness. The Drugal contest your claims with their outposts, so you must draw your lines carefully, reduce their influence, reclaim the greatest share of the Queen's desired land, and you will be declared the greatest cartographer in the Kingdom. Welcome to Tabletop Arcane. This is Justin, and I'm bringing you a review of Cartographers. This is a role-player universe game put out by Thunderworks Games. MSRP is $24.95. Plays 1 to 100 players in about 30 to 45 minutes. Now, that 1 to 100 is because you're looking at a flip and write game. So every turn, a card will be flipped and everybody will be using the same resource to draw on their maps to fit into the scoring objectives as best they can. And you do this four times using a different pairing of the scoring objectives that were randomly selected throughout the game. So there's a lot of replayability and a lot of luck based on what comes out. Looking at all flip and write games or roll and write games, everyone's using the same resources. So even bad luck means everyone is using the same resources. This review is going to just cover cartographers, the core game. There is the heroes and several map expansions as well as micro expansions at adding skills to the game. We won't be covering those specifically, but wanted to know that they do exist for you. So first impressions with Cartographers, we heard a lot of really good things about it around the community and wanted to give it a go ourselves, and it was this nice flip and write, and over the last couple years we've been kind of getting more and more addicted to these flip and write and roll write games, so definitely up our alley in that sense. Uh, having played roleplayer before, I was kind of familiar with the atypical fantasy universe, but with their own little flavor and twist within it. So it felt very natural playing cartographers and feeling that it was just an extension of the same universe. Likewise, uh, Locked Up and Roleplayer Adventures also take place in this shared fant- uh, fantastic universe. So what Thunderworks is doing is, is building a nice little repertoire of games set in that shared universe. Other than the back of the box and that brief description, there's very little theme as far as what you are really doing in the game as far as making a map and seeing if you're the better map maker by scoring more points than the other players. It's there, but it's a very light theme uh, when it comes to the game itself. There is some detrimental cards that come into play, which are monster cards. There's one shuffled in each round. If it doesn't come up, it is remains in the deck for the future round so the chances are higher and higher if you don't see it early that they might combine into a very nasty surprise for you later and those are things that you can deal with in different ways to give yourself a little bit of a twist and challenge as you play through the game keeping everybody on their toes what does cartographers do well as a flip and write game it keeps the game mechanics relatively simple while offering a variety of options. When you look at the cards presented to you as your choices, there's usually one or two shapes that you get to draw, and you want to typically fit the bigger shape, but there is a small bonus if you take the smaller shape because maybe you need to squeeze it into a particular area for scoring purposes, 
or just ran out of space for that larger shape near the end of the game. Likewise, if you only have one shape, the other option is it usually gives you two different terrain types to pick between instead. And with six different terrain types in the game, and scoring mechanics based on the terrain types as well as a couple other aspects, it is a very interesting way to keep that variety going while maintaining simplicity. In the core box, you're working with original pencils, so they do have imagery and ways to mark the squares to say this is this type of terrain so that you can track that for scoring. And then another thing that it does well is, now in the sense of scoring cards, there are four different types that each have their own little mini deck to randomize between, as which ones get paired up with which in your game also randomizes. So while I've seen similar com combinations pop up or similar restrictions within what cards show up, the amount of little bit of variance in each of these decks really does multiply into a very large complexity of options, giving you a ton of replayability in such a small box or a $25 price point. And if that's not all, there's two sides to the map that you can play. There's alternate maps that you could pick up. And likewise, you can generate unique maps straight from the Thunderwork Games website. So. Cartographers is a game that just keeps on giving for its entry price. Another great thing about Cartographers is it lends itself to the option to be as artistic or non-artistic as you wish with your map drawing. And I have seen some amazingly beautifully drawn maps out there for people who really go in all in on the art side of things. Now, I will say one thing I do recommend highly is picking up colored pencils for your game. It comes with your standard graphite black pencil, but if you pick up some colored pencils, especially in the six colors of the terrain types, you can get some beautiful looking maps, or if you're just filling in colors of the boxes, as I sometimes do when I want to be quicker about it, it is a huge upgrade to your game for a very low entry price of maybe some dollar store colored pencils. Cartographers isn't without some opportunities, one of which is a little bit on the solo mode, it's there, there is basic AI rules, and you're really just going against a competitive score depending on the scoring cards that you were given. What makes it a little lackluster for me is the monster cards themselves, having some generic rules of placement because in a full game, your other player is placing the monster squares into your map, whereas the AI is really more go around the edge, find the first place, space that fits the shape, and go from there. It is a quick and simple way of managing it. Um, it just leaves it a little bit on the predictable side in that sense. Another minor opportunity would be some of the rules are little on the cards are listed one way and what may or may not be included in say one of the scoring cards. Most of the time the examples are good enough, but every once in a while you question it and have to go to the rule book. Another opportunity does come into play with one of the things that it did well is that randomness. If you are looking at what scoring cards are paired with which scoring cards per season, sometimes you get fantastically great combinations, especially with the card draw of what options you have. And other times you don't see that too often. And since each card is only really used twice, once you've scored the secondary B card in both summer and spring, you can pretty much ignore the, that card for the rest of the game because you'll never score on it again. 
Likewise, if you have a fantastic setup for maybe a C or D scoring, but you get those cards in spring, your, your score is going to be hampered because you're focusing on things that aren't going to score for a long time and then lose out on points that are actively being scored. So it takes a little bit of finesse to learn that can be hampered by which cards show up when in your gameplay. Not a huge detractor, but definitely something that could be irksome to particular players who are looking for that optimal play style experience. Overall, the $24.95 price point is excellent for cartographers. You get quite a bit of cards in the box and definitely a lot of game and a lot of replayability out of this box for a modest price point. Now, it does come in a small box and $24.95 looks like it's a lot for the box of its size. It looks closer to like a $15 to $20 game in its box itself. However, I will reassure you that there is quite a bit in there and that $25 does seem to be the appropriate price point. If it was closer to $20, I wouldn't argue it at all, but I was happy with the $25 price point myself. This has been Tabletop Arcane's review of Cartographers. Hopefully this review has given you some guidance in whether this is a game for you and your group or not. As always, make sure to follow our social media, that is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe, and notify buttons where applicable to make sure that you get the most content from us as always. Follow along on our Instagram specifically for our Game A Day Challenge of 2020. And as always, happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.